Shelby. Did you hear my toe pop? I did not hear toe pop. Oh, well, now I've mentioned it. That's awkward. <laughs> I thought you could hear it. That's so oh, funny. Oh, no. <laughs> crack. You should totally just add a random popping sound into the podcast. Ooh, I'll just do my – And then just be like, did you hear my toe? Skills. I just feel like I should tell everyone that I'm in charge of the editing, and that's why there's weird, wonky audio sometimes. <laughs> Also, uh, I have not had a single person comment on the fact that my son says K-bye at the end. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many people listen to our podcast. That's the sad I thing. I actually do know those statistics because I'm in charge of that side of things. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> it's kind it of fun. Me I'm still working with the – I'm still working with like the ads and stuff. So like one day we'll be professional podcasters. Um, but not really. Professional podcasters. <laughs> Is that going to be our theme song? I don't know. Professional I, parenting I'm, I'm losing it. It's nearly like the end that, of nap time. Like that pop and pee. Professional pop, pop, pop. parenting podcasters. Um, it's, it's nearing the end of nap time. We got a crazy, crazy morning around here. There's a crazy toddler. There's a crazy dog. There yeah. are. Well, the dog is important on the house. today. The, the dog well, is a contractor today. working on the house. <laughs> you you and I have said the same thing we <laughs> twice now. Meeting. It's fine. We're all here. We're all stable. There is a there is a live chicken living inside my home right now because the other chickens rejected her and she was attacked. And so I suddenly became a livestock vet, um, fixed her. She is now healing, but we can't introduce her. <laughs> For like another week because she smells funny, apparently. And they're going to attack her. I don't know if you knew that I rescued like seven chickens. Oh, I knew. It I'm was- just wondering why you wanted to talk about my dog when you have a chicken in your house. Well, I wanted to talk about National Pet Week, Pet Appreciation Week. So you have a dog. Fair. I have a lot of chickens that I don't know how to count right now. We did lose some chickens to our not pet which is a very scary raccoon that is bigger than my cat, which my cat is 20 pounds. <laughs> so the fact that the raccoon is twice the size of my cat, it's it's very concerning. Um, and it did it did take out a few chickens. So rest in peace. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're making the funniest face. I did want to talk, though, because I... Um, you know, I feel like you were a pet mom for a really long time. Like, how long have you had Brady? Um, we got him in January of 2016. So, so almost as old as he is. He was nine months old, and he's eight. Years? He's eight years old. Okay, so, so like you've seven had him and a like half, seven eight years. years. Yeah, and I've had my cat since the same i got her in you might have had her a few months longer earlier yeah i got her in like 2015 i think right after i graduated college but Um, i mean like i went hard like you you jumped he had an instagram account yeah my cat Um, has just kind of been like a bad taste in your mouth you can't get rid of sometimes (laughs) we were like we were like wearing matching outfits at one point like he had cute bandanas that matched the headbands in my hair i mean you were a good dog mom 
a good dog. Uh, we took him we we take him everywhere we i almost said that past tense but we take him everywhere he know, is our I pride and joy that, him. <laughs> that is our that is our beloved fur baby yeah that so has not changed like, with having a toddler how do you feel like dog momming prepared you for regular momming <laughs> not at all not at all but like Ooh. you had to get used to cleaning up like bodily fluids Okay, okay. Did that prepare well, you? No, because he's house trained. Arguably much more house trained than the toddler. Was he always house trained? Yeah, I mean, he pretty much came to us house trained. Oh, dang it. I mean, he's had like two instances in his life where he had an accident. You had to deal with the weird water vomit thing. Did that <sighs> yes, prepare no, he you? Was, he, was a little <laughs> bit, he was a little bit nervous when we first adopted him from the shelter and he would drink water until he threw up. Yeah. So, I mean, that is what babies do with bottles. Like, they just drink, 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 drink all the milk, and then they spit up. No, so, like, baby. I did not, I did not have a, I did not have a fountain, baby. I need you to draw a Venn diagram between your daughter and your dog now. Do it. Basically, traveling with a dog super prepared me to travel with a baby. Oh, that's good. See, because I wouldn't have thought the, about that aspect. All the gear and the making accommodations, the thinking ahead, the what can we do with what and when, and who's going to eat what when and like that kind of vibe totally prepared me to travel with a baby and i guess when you stay specifically at one of our friends houses who has a cat keeping both the toddler and the dog out of the cat food is you know you're already prepared for that one yeah i mean we we do not allow toxic substances within reach of the dog or the baby so that's that that would be in the middle of the venn diagram you know so, yeah, poison um, control's phone number. You already had it. Go team. <laughs> uh, using sound machines on the 4th of July. That's also a crossover. There you go. Boop, boop. Um, being prepared to not sleep if there's an overnight thunderstorm. You know, the sames. 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 Uh, <laughs> straight across. Um, totally prepared. Never hey, getting I to think- walk at the speed I want to walk. <laughs> there's actually a lot of correlation if you think about it. Um I want you to keep going. This is great. This is a good Venn diagram. <laughs> Having to eat on the patios of restaurants instead of in sto- inside the restaurant. <laughs> Having to guard your plate. Oh. And even though your dog is really good about not like stealing food, my cat Except was not good at that. One breakfast burrito. In his entire life, he has only like taken something off of a plate and eaten it. It was in my entire breakfast burrito. Like just once in hey, eight go, years. Go hard or go home. <laughs> I think he might have regretted it. Like I think it probably gave him a stomach ache because I mean it was yeah. just the whole burrito straight up gone. Um, having emergency numbers those. on the fridge. We had to add a few numbers when the toddler came along. But having emergency numbers on the fridge, been there for eight years. Um, <laughs> you know, I really feel like there, there's more correlations than I thought. Those weird little booties that you put on them when it snows. Hating people who knock on your door when you aren't expecting them. Oh, man. It's, we it's, did it's have we the had same. some um, unclassified religious individuals who came to our door on Monday morning at an ungodly hour, pun intended. <laughs> and I was just <laughs> like, please don't knock on my door. Please don't. No, mm-mm, go away. I feel like I needed one of those baby signs out again. Like, I'm just going to fake the baby sign from now on. Like, there is a baby sleeping at all times. 
forever in my house. Go away. Okay, so I'm going to disclose one of my secrets um, on the podcast for everyone to hear. For years, whenever someone rings our doorbell or knocks on our door, I pretend that Brady is a rabid dog. Yes. And I'm literally like holding him back by the collar and like also using my arm to shake a little bit. Like I'm really <laughs> struggling to hold him back because no. he is so friendly. He is not a guard dog. And like, right. you know, like trying to act like I've got my hands full. I'm trying I'm trying to keep you safe. You better get off my porch. Like, you know, like that kind of vibe. Need to back up I now do the leave. same thing with the toddler. Yeah, there you go. So now I'm like standing there like trying to hold the toddler and be like, um, I need to shut this door. She's going to try to run out. And with the dog also, like, trust me, it's better. It's better for everyone if I just shut this door right now. You know, like that is. <laughs> I love so, the fake arm movement to make it look like he's, he's jerking. It's a, it's a whole See, routine I, now. And it's like, I mean, I could probably, I could probably get Oscar nominated for some of these performances. See, I had the opposite problem. I had to assure people that my cat would not assault them because um, Homegirl got put on the dangerous pets uh, list at my apartment in Nashville (laughs) because she attacked a maintenance man. So then I had to be present for all maintenance things. Um, And I thought that was that was pretty funny. So speaking of my cat, I saw, you know, I love technology because you get that like, Last year, a year ago, you know, it's like oh, the- I and- live for time hops. I don't even think they're called time hops anymore. I, I know love time hops so much. They all have they all have different ones. Like one of them is like on this day, and one was like you know May of you know whatever. And I always think of here's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> that's that's the vibe though. <laughs> it really is. But um, I got an alert on my phone that this week is the anniversary of my cat moving herself out of my home to avoid my children <laughs> and i like she turned 13 in april and like i keep and just having, got done yeah like so she was yeah so i didn't realize i i keep thinking like she's been outside forever and ever and ever because she really is thriving in a way that none of us expected and she has not lost any weight she has not like none of her health has changed, which is interesting because ideally, I think the vet wanted her health to change a little bit once she was outside. Well, you know, some extra exercise, maybe might- food scarcity might have improved her overall yeah. physique. We I might, would we might love need to-, to post a picture of her. So people know what she looks like. I think the most iconic photo of her is the one I'm actually in. Um, So if I can find it, I'll post it. It's from it's from five years ago. And it's like I'm picking up a furry bowling ball with legs because that that is (laughs) who Jinx is at her core. I will never forget. (laughs) I will never forget the first night that me, her and my husband were all in the same bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night to her leg on his face just attempting to murder him trying to smother him (laughs) she was done she's the definition of throw your weight around yeah she was like i'm done with you but it is so what you're trying to say is she moved out of the house when your son got bigger than her yeah she kind of did and so well actually i don't even know that my two-year-old is bigger than her (laughs) 
Well, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean, so it's so interesting because she made it through all of Rory attending high school. So like Rory had just graduated high school like two weeks before this last year. And, um, you know, my stepson was almost five years old and um, Jinx had survived all the tail pulling and, you know, learning how to be around a pet. Um, and then my son turns a year old and starts walking and she's just she's like, like, nope, I'm done. Third, third time's the try. <laughs> like, that's it. We're done. Um, I know what's coming. And for the sake of us all, I'm leaving. It is really interesting, though, because like we've had some really bad weather, like really bad rain recently. And like she will sit on the porch and cry and we will let her in because you know she's always been an indoor cat she's 13 years old it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks for lack of a better phrase um i think she would be offended by that phrase but okay probably more ways than one (laughs) but she will come in do like a little circle around the floor realize where she's at make eye contact with my son and then turn around and go back out into the storm (laughs) She's like, you know what? And Some so things sad. are hard and other things are unbearable. It's so sad because I would say that he is my animal lover in every single way. And so now they have like a, um, I don't want to say rivalry, but this weekend he got in a lot of trouble because he kept running over and just like gently kicking her side mm. and we were like absolutely not we're nipping that in the she butt she is ball shaped but we can't pick her <laughs> well and it was interesting because i really do think and i had several people kind of like maybe this is it but like she would meow he would kick her and she would meow and then he'd clap <laughs> and i'm like this is not the like I mean, in the whole the other negative- toys that make noise that's positive reinforcement <laughs> Exactly. Negative attention is still attention. That's like, kind of where we were going. <laughs> that's the struggle with like pets and babies and toddlers is, you know, like one thrives with consistency. Like when we first got our dog, consistency is key. Consistency of training, consistency of expectations, consistency yeah. of location even. I mean, like the worst behavior our dogs ever had was when we first moved into this house six years ago. You know, and yeah, he's, I mean, he, he was not he a fan of in ways that he never had. Like, and he wanted so, to go back to the apartment, right? <laughs> Get it back <laughs> for real. And so, you know, like consistency is so key in their lives, and there is absolutely nothing consistent about living in a house with a toddler. No, there not really a single bit. I, I Down to the food always... that you cook, it's not the same. It's not the same. Well, and I love I I love how many videos you sent of me back when your daughter was crawling and it would just be your dog and your daughter like just pulling handfuls of fur or skin or his nose and you'd just be like, You have legs. Get up. Well <laughs> you we had can to, walk away. We had to really look into like the best way to respectfully teach our child how to act around not only her own dog but other animals we don't want her to grow up yeah we don't want to grow up with such a submissive animal that she doesn't know how to respect wild animals see that's our thing is because like uh my son will run up on a chicken and like occasionally a chicken will turn around and 
peck him. And we're like, see, this feels important for you to learn. Like, right? And so you want every you animal. To, you have to kind of approach it from both sides. So you you want to approach it from like the 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 side of teaching your toddler to respect this essentially wild animal. I mean, our, we've had our dog for eight years and he is loving and wonderful and great, but he is an animal. He's a fur baby, but he's an animal. Yeah. I mean, just because they're domesticated doesn't mean they're not animals. And sometimes well, like. And sometimes that wild. means that and sometimes that means like directing her behavior but sometimes it also means directing his behavior. Like we have always made sure that he has autonomy. So he is never stuck in a room with her. In fact, like we have, um, we have really tall baby gates that keep our most childproof room, our living room separated from the rest of the house. And you, we have an open floor plan. So like you can see that room from the kitchen. You can see it from the dining room. You can see it down the hallway. And so she spends a lot of time in there. There's toys in there. But her and him have never been in that room with both gates closed. Yeah. In fact, I am more likely to leave her in that room for a few minutes to go change the washer and take the dog with me or vice versa than I am to leave them in that room because I want him to always have an out. I want him to always feel like he has the autonomy. Now, he is a lover to his core. (laughs) Yeah, he is. And there is not a fight and flight in that sweet boy's body. Which we should have so, known about two years ago when my cat tried to kill him and he still was like, hello, hello. I know. He's just like, do you want to be my friend? You, you angry seem a little, little ball. You seem a little aggressive. Would you like a massage? Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. I can just kiss all the hate out of you. But so that meant that like when she started to move, he would just sit there and look at us like there's a there's a baby on me. What do I do? And I'm like, you have <laughs> Did feet. you know this thing moves? Walk away. <laughs> and he's gotten a lot better at that now. And now they're finally at the point where, like, sometimes they just, you know, they will pass each other in the hallway and she'll pat pat his back or he'll Aww. come up and lick her face if she's been crying or something like that. But then there's times where they don't they go their entire day without even being interested in each other or even being in the same room. And then there are days where that you hear squealing and her footsteps running down the hallway. And then he's running right behind her and he licks the back of her head and then turns around and takes off and she starts chasing him. Like there's some playing some sort of game of tag in my hallway. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And so lick the back of the head tag. (laughs) It's, it's right now we're kind of on the verge of like, could they be buddies? They seem like it. They both really like hunting bubbles in the backyard. If you turn on the bubble machine, they will hunt together. It's amazing. Yes, It's a pack pack mentality. (laughs) (laughs) Pack mentality against the bubbles. Like the little velociraptors on. (laughs) But then. But then we have noticed that, like, we do need to keep them separated when we get her water table out because he wants to drink the water in her water table. And that makes her mad and she'll shove his face, which you don't shove a dog's face. You just don't. And so, you know, a lot of times it's like, maybe we don't we don't spend time at the water table together kind of vibes. Yeah. I don't um, want him drinking out of it because gross. This is not an animal thing, but we are introducing the brothers at the water table idea um, today, and that's going to be a blast because I am slightly concerned 
about what that's going to look like <laughs> oh. for the same reason. But <laughs> I mean, just I a guess general there's... multiple at the water. What is it? The watering hole? It's like right. an anthropological like thing. Zebras. Yeah, and... I, I do think that it's a dual, like it's, it's a dual responsibility if you have animals and kids in the house, because that is 100% true of like, even outside our cat is outside and we have two cats. One of them will not let people near it. The other one will not move if, I mean, like, we've had issues with both boys occasionally, just like, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to put chalk all over this cat who's black. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this black cat is now going to be yellow and she will not move. And we're like, you have to move. But then it's like one of those things where, like, if she's not moving and she starts clawing at them, we're going to have a big issue. And I do love the, um, we had claw caps for ever on our indoor cat because we don't believe in declawing it's a it's a whole thing in cat ownership um but uh we had these little rubber claw caps that looked like a manicure and um my stepson had never bothered them but i have a picture it's a horrible picture and i will never show anybody this picture but i have a picture of my then like nine month old grabbing the cat's claw putting it in his mouth and chewing on the rubber claw cap. <laughs> oh, oh. And I was like, I snapped the picture because I was taking a picture of them like interacting or something. I didn't like stop, but I like snapped the picture through my phone and then went to like wash out his mouth <laughs> because I was so grossed Well, out. I'm more thinking like it's amazing that she didn't annihilate him with another paw. Yeah, well, she had claw caps and on that's all on. paws because we did not trust. We do not trust the level of sass. Well, but again, like you have to think about like animal history. Like we, I adopted her when she was five. So I've had her like eight years. Um, But she, um, you know, she was in an abusive situation. She was injured in an abusive situation. Like you, some people don't know when you adopt an animal what their um, past is. And you also don't know animal psychology because uh, Rory is the person who owns the other cat and we have owned that cat since the day it was born. We watched it be born on Instagram. <laughs> and there's still something wrong with the cat. <laughs> there's still something wrong with the cat. We don't know what happened. The vet said that the cat has quote too much wild in it. <laughs> feral. That's the word. <laughs> that feral. feral. And we're not 100% sure because maybe Jinx broke the other cat. But it is one of those things where it's like you just kind of have to, like, teach respect all around. And, like, then you navigate into, like, animals. Like, I, I truly believe, like, dogs and cats are good animals to have around children. But, like, well, and we have dogs on either side of us. We have a little, little tiny Pomeranian that lives at our, like, one neighbor's house. And then we have two giant full-sized poodles that live in the other neighbor's house. So we got, like, both ends of the spectrum. And so we love getting to introduce the boys to that. But then it's like, you mess with a chicken. Like, you can't teach a chicken not to... I mean, you can try well, to teach the chicken not to chase your child, but they have very small brains. <laughs> honestly, part of training, like, a dog... Like, we've done professional training with our dog. And part of training a dog is understanding them. Like, the first step of training a dog is understanding what motivates that dog. Some are motivated by toys, some are motivated by affection, some are motivated by food. Your dog is motivated and by water. <laughs> he's motivated by food, specifically oh, okay. hot dogs. All professional training lessons um, with with Brady, rotisserie chicken never worked. Um, <laughs> blueberries worked for a long time, but they're very hot hard dogs. to carry in your pocket. But hot dogs, 
I'm sorry. Do you think sending your husband through dog training with your dog facilitated being able to train him as a co-parent? Um, first of all, I went through training with our dog too. Thought, okay, it was a family well, know, like, affair. We all earned that certificate on our fridge. Thank did you. Did you both? Very much. Did you like both go and trade in and out, or did you like alternate yeah, we did. lessons, or did you? Yeah, we oh. alternated lessons. See, they should do that with parenting. I really believe, as like someone who like I'm building these courses partners in this family. <laughs> But like as I'm building like parenting education courses and like working with clients and and things like this, like I've started thinking like I really wish that we just made all pregnant people, not like pregnant people don't have enough on their plate, but I just wish we had all pregnant individuals and their partners just come to like a three hour seminar. (laughs) And did you know that there are things like um, father education classes and things like that where they like give them a baby doll, they teach them to change a diaper and they teach them like... Yeah, there's I, entire like introductory to first aid for dads and yeah, like feeding I your baby for dads any and like dad crash crash courses and stuff. Um, the hospital where I gave birth definitely offered some, but we didn't take advantage of them. It's a wild time in maybe your life. Because, maybe because I was pregnant during COVID and maybe that's why like and I never knew anybody. I've never known anybody that I've worked with like and, you know, there could probably be a. There could probably be a dialogue about that of like, I'm working parent education later in life, maybe because there wasn't parent education earlier in life. But like, I've never known anybody who has participated in like one of those, like my partner is pregnant or I'm pregnant and I'm going to learn how to take care of this tiny, tiny human months in advance. But it's like, we do that with puppy training. So like, why, why do we not do that with human training? This is a human puppy. Hey, speaking of dog, what's up? <laughs> I don't know if you can hear those tappy tappy toes, but I must have I don't closed the can... door all the way because can you make Brady, him bark? here, I could not make oh. him bark. Oh, tappy tappy toes. Tappy tappy. Brady, did would you, you like to breathe into the microphone and say hi? I have said his name quite a few times. Here, for, for anyone listening, Brady is getting good ear scratchies <laughs> behind the ears. So that he is well loved and thanked for his <laughs> contribution to the podcast. Aw, I wish that we could scratch babies behind their ears and make them feel loved. <laughs> My son is actually really angry about his ears. This has nothing to do. We have completely lost the line. Um, but we just recently recognized that my two-year-old has eczema behind his ears. Um, and we wash behind his ears but actually soap and water can agitate wait like the dry scaly stuff behind the ears Mm -hmm. okay 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 so his gets a little like weepy and then the hair like kind of mats in it it's very upsetting and i panicked about it and then ended up learning from some of my mom friends and then talking to the pediatrician that it's just eczema and so we've been treating it but now i have a two-year-old who screams no no lotion ears no lotion ears no lotion ears (laughs) and i'm just like dogs would like this dude my daughter has had that since she was born because she's had hair since she was born and what we have to do is just moisturize that area of skin 24 hours after her bath yeah, that might work. So we because to- it's the wet hair and the trapped moisture that's the problem. And we'll so see. we tried drying her hair. We tried moisturizing it as soon as possible. We tried combing her hair back from that spot or even like putting – I know it was bad for her, but like we even tried like 
keeping her wet hair far away from it. But the only thing that's ever really worked for us was we use the same lotion that we use everywhere else on her body, but we use it 24 hours after her bath. We'll do it on the backs of her ears. And it has, it has cleared it it right up. We have to do it every day because it was, I mean, so his ear, his hair doesn't really touch the top of his ears. Um, And the reason I noticed it was because he needed a haircut. Um, And I thought that the haircut lady clipped him with the clippers and I got really upset. But um, because that was the longest his hair had gotten. But um, it's actually like down below his earlobe too. So I don't know. But the doctor said it's, it's, but I just keep thinking about it Probably truly eczema and what my daughter has is different, but yeah. yeah. They do have the same, they do have similar skin though. They they have similar similar DNA. They have similar DNA. Anyway, yes. I think that, I think that the preparation you do for dog training or pet training (laughs) of any kind or anything like that, like the first thing you learn is like how to learn what your dog's like cues are. And how what they're motivated Aww. by and stuff, and that helps so much with helping Their them adjust. Newborns have such specific cues, and no one believes me when I try to explain that to them. And then they have their own baby, and they're like, "Yes, this is my baby's hungry cry. This is my baby's." And did you ever do this? I don't know if you knew this while you were pregnant, but I made Rory do this with me while I was pregnant. Is we went through the YouTube videos of like, "This is a hungry cry. This is an uncomfortable cry," because there's like the standard cry patterns. Um, in language and we may have to do this on a whole other episode because this was so much fun and we learned and so then rory treated like a pop quiz when when my son there's nothing fun about extra crying in your life it was very fun i enjoy it because well i don't think rory believed me at first because when we would watch tv i would say like oh that baby is like the actor baby is just uncomfortable or the actor baby is hungry <laughs> you know like things like that because you you can tell somebody. right i mean I, yeah a lot every, of the- all of our parenting classes taught us that like if they're making the w noise at the beginning if the shape is an o it makes this yeah. noise like i mean it's just like the fundamentals of their mouth shape i just get annoying about it when i'm but like <laughs> i don't know that i would have wanted to take a quiz oh it was fun well, but it's kind of like that like have you have a- to know the cues of your animal anyway you yeah, know, or like, but I just, I don't know. Are there, are there fur baby parenting books? Like how much overlap actually exists between parenting an animal and parenting a mammal baby human? Because like, I really, I don't know, but there's know. tons of books on how to introduce your baby and how to prepare your dog for bringing your child home and I don't know. I just feel like this could be such a fascinating – I don't know. I get stuck in these deep dives because this is all I ever do all day long is take care of tiny humans and learn how to teach other people to take care of tiny humans. But, like, I have never put much thought into it. Again, because cat ownership is a little bit different than dog ownership. Maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe it should be (laughs) very similar. But, like, it's a lot more passive in my experience. And so, like, I do just have a lot of questions about how you make – I don't know. Like, I just, I really want someone to write a parenting book for how to parent a dog now. There's, I mean, there's, there's it's definitely. Gotta exist. There's TikToks about it, I can guarantee you. Okay, right okay, now, okay. You, you've asked like, th- the, you've asked the same question in three different ways and it has turned into three different questions. Yes, there are <laughs> books for how to parent your dog or more accurately, how to get your dog to do what you want it to do, which is parenting. And then there are books on how to do that for your children as well. 
And then there are, there is a third option, which is a book and a course and post and TikToks and all sorts of things on how to help aid in combining your household pets with your mini humans and how to make that adjustment. So for Pet Appreciation Week, we are appreciating the fact that we should also be parenting our our pets. I mean, if you say parenting, it sounds silly. But if you break it down into what you actually do with your pets, you have to anticipate and meet their needs. You have to have expectations for them. You have to have responsibility for them and take care of them. You have to take them to the doctor when they're sick. I mean, how many, like, I don't want people coming at me, but there's, besides emotional well-being and uh, developing emotional intelligence, how much difference is there between a baby and a well-cared-for animal? That's what I'm telling you about. This is why this is such a weird rabbit hole for me is because I would have never thought about this until, like, you know, a couple weeks ago when I was like, hmm, I wonder how people feel about being a dog mom versus a human mom. But it's like, I think there's I, a I lot more know. sleep when you're a dog mom. Maybe unless you have a puppy that has like significant illness or something. Yeah, but they're puppies <laughs> for like weeks. <laughs> they're not puppies for years. <laughs> because I mean, the general rule of thumb for like house training a pet is however many months old they are. After like three or four months or whatever, that's how many hours they can go without going to the bathroom. Oh. Like that's how much their bladder can hold. So once your pet reaches six months old, they're sleeping through the night so that you get to sleep through the night. And like I have a 17-month-old who still sometimes doesn't sleep through the night. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you with a two-year-old. Um That's super fast. Okay. I'm so sorry that I've just deep-dived your brain on this because – this topic, this topic has layers, apparently. Well, <laughs> layers. Also, also, just like then, I like I like that you were like, you know, nobody come at me about the fact that you're essentially parenting a child, uh, parenting a animal. But I'm sitting here thinking of like, does that also mean that we're training humans? Because <laughs> you are parenting is training a human to be in society. Yeah, so like, I mean, that's exactly know. what it is. So uh, I just I don't know. I've just totally lost the line. So you're a good dog mom. The, <laughs> I'll let the you plot, The plot is gone. Uh, it's, like the when, plot. Um, it's like on a bug's life. It's like, we've lost the line. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> I do too. I really want to introduce my kids to it, but neither of them like bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they would after they watched it. I did really want to introduce the boys to Chicken Run. And then I went back and reviewed it. This is something all parents should do. You should review. No, I have the parents guide for that. (laughs) Oh, they do have the parents guide. Why didn't I use that? I like went through and like watched Chicken Run. (laughs) By yourself with all the ample amounts of free time you have. Oh, it took me. It took me five days. It took me five days (laughs) to try to get through Chicken Run. And at the end, I was like, this was not worth it because the boys are not emotionally ready to handle this <laughs> oh but the dogs might be <laughs> the dogs are ready i bet you anything the actual chickens especially poulette who is living in our home right now um i think i mentioned her at the beginning of this episode i think you uh, did too. poor little poor little poulette uh is not quite ready <laughs> to go and live with the elder chickens <laughs> and thus is living in my uh, 
living in my winter clothes tote. <laughs> winter clothes tote. Yeah, my winter clothes got uh got bumped to a cardboard box because <laughs> Poulette is not allowed to live in a cardboard box because Poulette is very motivated to run away. Well, very as long as you understand what motivates your child. Yeah. Poulette's <laughs> primary motivation is to see how loud I took a really cute video of the boys last night pretending to sleep on a pillow in the living room and you can't appreciate how cute their little fake snoring sounds are because all you hear in the background is a tiny tiny chicken just shrieking (laughs) (laughs) and i was like excellent this is wonderful (laughs) thank you your childhood children (laughs) forever all of the infants that live in my house (laughs) well there you go I don't even know how to. We're just gonna, we're just gonna wrap this we're up. We're just gonna say you're a good mom, whether or not you're parenting a human baby, or a hedgehog baby, or a cat baby, or a chicken baby, or a dog baby, or what are other things people have for pets? Fish, snakes, turtle. Ooh, snakes. <laughs> you're a good mom even for parenting a snake. Don't let the snake eat you, okay? If it lays down next to you. It's measuring you to see. <laughs> I had a friend who had a snake and his snake kept laying down next to him and stretching out. And then it took, he took it to the vet and the vet said it was trying to figure out if he was big enough to eat it. <laughs> well, on the heels of that PSA. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your snake lay down next to you. This is incredibly important news. And remind your dogs they have feet. Remind your dogs they have feet and can walk away and don't let your children kick your cat, even if it's kind of funny that she growls at them. Good luck, everyone. (laughs) May the odds be ever in your favor. (laughs) You're a good mom. You're also a very good mom to your dog. I am not that great of a mom to my chickens and my cats, but I'm Oh, you are too. You're a good good mom to all of the living beings in your house. Fingers crossed for a goat next year. (laughs) Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.